Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano, joined as always in the studio by Alex Miller after another big week of footy. Good to see you boys once again and yesterday as well. Well, it was absolutely lovely yesterday, Cat, to make it to the game with both you and um, we watched your mob in Geelong. It was an interesting sort of clashing contest, but wasn't the result that A3 hoped for in there because we always like to see each other's teams wins and... Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but it no. was good to get to the footy together. And an interesting weekend, Kat, some drubbing, some mm. absolute fantastic thrillers and lots to get stuck into, for sure. Yes, interesting is definitely the right word, Alex Doherty. A great rap on the game over on the mongrel punt, of course, by Very our man well. Doc. But lots of positives to take from it. Um, some negatives as well, but it's just good to be at the footy all together again. Yeah, it's just great to be back. Just great to be watching the football with you guys. Yes. It's been far, far too long. It's been far too long. Far, yeah. far too long. But, yeah, certainly has been a very strong week in uh, in, in football news and, and everything else that's that's going on. Jeez, I'll tell you what, the fixtures on Saturday night, Miller. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk about that for one second? Let, let, let's, let's, just, let's just start aiming for the fences right now and we start with, we'll start with that. Oh, it's swinging. It's like Gil's about to bow out of the job. We're already throwing <laughs> bloody hits at him once again. Yeah, it's seriously. Yeah, it's West Coast and Carlton, Melbourne and North Melbourne. You know those games are going to suck. It's, you know that those two teams are going to get Gil pumped. a nice block on the, on the way out. Yeah. You know they're going to get pumped. I, I don't what know are how you doing? They've, they've doubled up on it as well. It's bad enough you get one of those games on, but when you get both on, you, oh. you're picking which to flick from. The only entertainment I got out of them was seeing who was going to lose by more. <laughs> Literally, was watching the scores tick yep. up. I'm going to tell you what, the, I, I, got, I, got, I got much of a kick seeing how much Charlie was going to kick. And, he, and, 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 they got nine. And, and they dragged him off. Should, should have got ten. They dragged him off after What's nine that, goals. Bossy? And then, and then when he came back on, they were starting to bloody dick around with the football. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Vossi? I don't oh. understand. Oh, oh. All in and, all, good weekend of footy. And and geez, I tell yeah. you what, the real slap in the face watching uh, Adelaide Adelaide and Collingwood on uh, on on the on Sunday twilight when uh, that yeah. clearly should have been oh, Saturday a night. free to wear Saturday night game. There were only three good games in this round. There was Port and St Kilda. There was Sydney and GWS, mm-hmm. and then there was Adelaide and Collingwood, and yep. only one of those was in prime time. So <laughs> no idea what the hell was going on with the AFL this week, but at least there were some good games out of the round. But you mentioned the news before, Doc, and obviously the big news out of this week. Just announced a few hours ago that Andrew Dillon is officially the next CEO of the AFL, Gil McLaughlin officially stepping down in October. <laughs> We've heard this, start, right, this date changed about 50 times. There's about a dollar, dollar one odds that'll be moved to November, Cat, and that'll be moved to that'll be moved to March 2024. I don't really know. Andrew Dillon may not may never get a jo- may never get a day in that job. <laughs> He's got the job, but does he? Uh, He's gonna be sitting around twiddling his thumbs in the office for seven months now. However long it is, seven uh, years possibly. Seven years. <laughs> uh, but that's the appointment they've gone with Miller um, after the extensive mm. search. They've chosen the bloke in the office next door. Um, mm. what, are, what are the initial thoughts uh, on the appointment? Well, the initial thoughts is finally they clean the windows and they could see him next door. So there's an easy appointment uh, from the window washing. But look, I don't know. I, I think that given you know what's happened with the AFL and Gil trying to do his best in transitioning mm. sort of what's going on, I think it's been very strong. Um, I think Andrew Dillon's a good sort of appointment in my opinion. I, I think that he will he'll be a good in terms of leadership. I think Dillon will add something for sure. And um, I think it's always interesting when we transition, even when we came from Dimitriou to, you know, uh, McLaughlin, it was always interesting questions asked, but every CEO's got their own style and brand, yeah. um, as David King would say. <laughs> What's his brand? But I, I what think is it's Andrew Dillon's brand? What is his brand? I think, it's, stand I think it's a good appointment, in my opinion. He's it's been around in the AFL for a long time, Doc. 
So he clearly knows the running and goings mm. on in the league that, you know, mm. for Helen Skilbin for nearly 15 years now, yep. Gil, something like that. Um, you know, he wow. oversaw the, the new teams come in and the AFLW and whatnot. So he's been there for a long time. I mean, considering that we are now going into another transitionary period, and we'll talk a bit more about Tassie later, but a new transitionary period for the league where there is another team coming in, assume, assuming that means there's going to be more discussions around another team after that. Um, I think it's probably a good move to have someone who's familiar with the, the actual, I guess, inner workings of the league rather than trying to get mm. someone new in who's thrown into all this, I guess, new era of the, of the league. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the term safe is 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 yeah. how I'd describe this appointment, and and I, and I think as well, it, it what frustrates me, and and it's made my blood boil the last week, <laughs> is the fact that we were sitting here twelve months ago, probably more than twelve months ago, mm. we, we were talking about the the departure of Gill. Mm. Yeah, it and was. We we <laughs> I think it was over twelve and, months and, ago, and it and it has gotten to, and it, and here we are now. It is May, first day of May. And we have only just gone. We've we've just got it. We've just got our man, and he was and he was next door. And and there's no <laughs> doubt that Andrew Dillon can be a good successor. I yeah. mean, yeah, as you said, he's familiar with with the operations, and mm. he's familiar with what Gill's done, and and all that sort of stuff. And we can make excuses about Gill trying to you know push for a Tasmanian bid all he wants, but he's ri- but here we are. It's it's been a 12 month circus. In trying to find the successor, it was Brenda Gale. A couple, you know, a month a month or so ago, it was um, Kylie Watson Wheeler, who's the president of the Dogs. Yeah, and well, I imagine and they were all um, considered as candidates. An extensive search just to find the bloke next door. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not good enough for my. I cat. almost wonder if maybe it will be a sort of short term in between appointment where, like like I said, you've got this guy who's going to take us through to twenty twenty seven when Tassie come in, and then the ins- the ensuing. 20th team bid from there and then maybe mm. once that's all settled uh, then move on to someone who's going to be maybe a different look for the, the league I don't know yeah um, it's an interesting call the thing with Gail as well is I don't know if you've seen Miller but there's word around that the Tassie um, the, the people behind the Tassie bid have already sort of started changing him, him about absolutely. possibly being CEO for the Tassie team when it comes in Look, I, I think it's a good idea, um, you know, from Tasmania's point of view. Obviously, I'd be sad if if he was to go. But in terms of what he can do for a club, cat, I think we, we've seen what he's done at Richmond from the yep. the, the period of the, the gloomy days to now. Um, he's definitely a great person to be leading a team sort of into the future and beyond. And look, uh, yeah, we'll get into Tassie a bit more later. But look, I, I think that Andrew Dillon, as I said, I think he's a good appointment and he'll add something to the league and um, that he'll be different. And that's what we need, I think, going to... Mm. Transitioning to a new phase and the new team is some different ideas and perspectives, and yeah. probably a fresh CEO is, is a good time to have it. I think. I yeah. suppose. I suppose it goes with the question then, with Dylan now appointed, what sort of what do you want to see from him coming into mm. coming into the AFL? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of facets to the game that are still very broken. Yeah. I think. And well, obviously, the, the CBA is the biggest thing at the moment. Yeah, um, that's still in negotiations, and I'm interested if maybe some of the roadblocks with that have been because of Gill, and maybe. Gil standing aside, we might see Andrew Dillon be more willing to have those conversations. Um, have those, com- especially the yeah. AFLW side of it, with the expanding of the the AFLW season, which has been a big talking point in that so far. Um, and I know that a big part of that is the the players overall want to take a bigger cut from 
um, the AFL revenue. I don't know if he's going to come in and make that decision straight away. Not straight away, but I think well, he's not even going to be in by the time it comes in. It has well, to be right. in before the AFL upcoming AFLW season. Mm, I, I think he'll be at a point. I think I want to see. Yeah, I want to see more money given to the players. I think that yep. you look at what the star players get paid in other sports and around the world. And I know AFLs are a quite niche market in some respects, but what. The, the players bring to the table, the high-end talent in particular, I think mm. they need to be getting more than what they do. And what I want to see as well is, is a full review of the um, Michael Christian and what is going on inside his yeah, brain. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I, no, I seriously think stri- stripping it back and, and looking at what needs to be done to help Michael Christian out the best, what type of resources can they put yeah. there, what type of help, um, you know, experience-wise can they put there to make it easier. And I think... I, I want to see, with that, I want to see clarification if there is confusion amongst the players and the public with certain rules and certain why certain things are suspensions i want to see more communication from the umpires department through the league with the public well i, I was going to why aren't say, we yeah. hearing these things being explained if there are new interpretations yeah. or interpretations that are unclear remember as uh, was it at the start of last year i think they released something about the holding the ball rule um, yeah. and they made a few changes here and there. We don't ever really see statements like that. And things like the sling tackle and the interpretations that have dragged on for so long, mm. seven weeks into this year, we still don't really have full clarification on what makes those dangerous tackles and those suspensions. No. Yeah, I, I just want to say as well, I, th- I think a little bit more clarification on, on rules, like, like you said, Kat. Yep. I mean, the game last night between Adelaide and Collingwood, we'll get to the Crows soon. <laughs> um, but The, the last the, quarter, the, the umpire. The rules... I don't even think the umpires knew what the rules of the game were, and there was bloody four of them. Nathan brought, Murphy boys. They brought that. They brought that. They brought that extra umpire in as a, mm. as the sort of indication that okay, maybe we need an extra pair of eyes mm. and ears, but it's not working. It doesn't help. Nathan Murphy had a broken nose and a split lip from high contact. Did not even get a free kick in for fact, it. In fact, I think we've gone worse with one extra umpire. <laughs> we in have. Cat. I'd like to see quarterly reviews and, and those reviews with the umpires and and the AFL departments mm. then being. Translated to the public and to the players. Yeah, you know about you know these are where the inter- interpretations are at the start of the year. Maybe we've changed a few of them, but let's make them you know transparent to to all fans and players in particular. Mm-hmm. So coaches can coach to that, players can adapt to that. Every sort of yeah, I'd like to see four in a season. So yep. every sort of six rounds, um, have a meeting with. Maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing things like, you know, if they survey the coaches and the players. What's what I mean? Them, like, Do you feel there is clarity around what makes a dangerous tackle, how long a player's going to be suspended? If you see a majority yeah. of coaches and players answering no and release those figures to the public as well so they know what is going on internally within the It club. just comes back to, as you said, Kat, more conversation. Yeah. But more more yep. conversation between more, the right people. Um, yeah, more and, transparency and yeah, in a lot of those areas I think is needed at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see what type of era we move into for sure. But yeah, yeah. It'll be, we look forward to it. Absolutely. Let's get back to on-field. We talked about the Crows. We've been <laughs> meaning to talk about them for a lot of this year so far, boys. But we just haven't really gotten the chance to because something else always seems to pique our interest. But, Doc, I know you especially were keen on getting stuck into Adelaide. Um, and I know you, Miller, were one of the ones that actually did tip them to finish in the, the eight this year. Uh, we're all pretty bullish on I them. I tipped him and finished in the eight. Oh, sorry, you did, Doc. You were saying they'd be close. I said they'd be very close. They, he, he missed He missed out on the crumb. <laughs> well, you're riding the crumb train then, Doc. I'm, I'm riding. Go on. Toot, toot, all aboard. I'll be they lost this it. week, but a hell of a lot of promise being shown. Look, it shouldn't be. It, look, first of all, we've got to say they blew it. 
on 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 uh, last night. But bad kicking is bad football. Bad kicking is bad football, as, <laughs> the, sa- as, as the saying goes, and <laughs> and the crows were made to pay for it. But look, all things aside. Their last month and a bit has been absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I, I couldn't speak any highly enough about how the Crows are tracking, tracking along. They were four in a row before this game. I think they were. They've the longest win streak in the AFL, and now the Cats have taken over. That I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the cat, Cats have equaled it, equaled um, it yeah. and I think they're a chance to, to, to beat it this week. Yes. Um, but I think all things considered, I think a lot of things are clicking for the Crows mm. at the moment. I think midfield wise, they got they generated a lot of scores um, yesterday. On, on, a hell on, of a lot of opportunities, Doc. And I think really those first three quarters, I'd say that's my only knock on how Adelaide were playing. First three quarters was literally just their conversion. They were three ten to zero two early early in the early in the second quarter. This could have been this could have been a nine goal margin, and the and the result would have been beyond doubt. They should have been at least forty points up at quarter time, I think. And yep. um, look, I, I think but there's there is, yeah, there is definitely positives. Though. There's heaps of positives. I, I think if you look at what they've seen improvement wise from some of these players, I, I think the firstly we'll start from the top, and it starts with the leadership. You know, the appointment of Jordan Dawson. He's not in, just in an enormous, a enormous. three favorite cap, but what he's done in terms of. I think improving his respect around the league mm. um, to, to coaches and players alike because we've seen this ability in him. When, when we saw him at the Swans, we've all said that, you know, this guy could become an elite player. Where that position is is unknown. Um, but he is absolutely on track to be All-Australian this year. He had 30 disposals uh, last night to go on five tackles, five clearances, and 700 almost metres game. So He hasn't even played 100 games yet, Dorso, which <laughs> if that doesn't speak... To the level yeah. of experience that he brings beyond his years in football. And the respect yeah. from the group to vote him in as captain and Manny Nix and the rest of the coaching staff to say, look, we trust you with this young group. Yeah. And But it's clear that you look at the players around him, Doc, mm. and there were a bunch of those older heads that I was really impressed with again uh, on Sunday night. And you know, Rory Sloan, he's not getting, you know, 25, 30 every single week anymore. But that's not his job. As the, he's not the main guy in the Crows' midfield. We've seen Dorso move in. We know what Rory Laird's been doing. Jake yeah, Saligo yes, had man. a great game this week. Um, they've got a few of those younger boys that are still developing a little bit. I've liked bits of what Schoenberg's done this year. Josh Rochelle's gotten more midfield time. There's so many of these pieces, but you're seeing guys like Sloan still leading every week and making a significant impact in the middle. Yeah, he, he has his moments, doesn't he, Rory yeah. Sloan? And, and, and you've mentioned a, a lot of these players, but... Jake Saligo is the one I'm. I'm big about Miller, your boy. Mm. Um, he, got, he got subbed off at the end of this game, didn't he? He's had uh, no, no. I think I think he was. I think he was just taken off. No, just taken off. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that, I think there was an injury concern, maybe concussion. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he's been featuring. We we saw him on the wing a lot last year, mm. but we've seen him move now more towards a midfield role. Mm. And I don't like that he's pushed our boy Sam Berry out, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, there are T- a few crow supporters calling for Barry to come back in. Tough, a bit of tough, that grunt. De- tough decisions need to be made here, Cat. Yeah, and and Sam Barry has, you know, I think he, I think he was injured um, in the Port game, or he or he was working his way back from an injury. Mm. Um, but he ha- he can't get back in. Yeah, same with Schoenberg at the moment. Yeah, Schoenberg's being reduced to a sub role, and then you look at the guys that attended the, the midfield on the on the weekend. You know, Deskman and and, and Dorso, they were. Um, they're, they're leading the charge, but Ben Keys had the tagging job on on our boy Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Dacos. Um, mm, and he, he still got the twenty seven touches, but I thought he did well when he was on halfback. I thought he did well. He really, 
he really rushed him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he really forced him to make decisions, and and we saw that last year with with Ryan Clark when he went to him in both occasions, you know, late in the year and in the final. That if you've sick somebody on Nick Dacos and really you know channel their attention to him, you can make mistakes and he can and you can nullify his impact on the game regardless of what he what his disposal numbers are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I think just yeah the Crows in general they've just got a good. Group of these young players, boys. I think we, we Shoal struggled to get games last year. He's really done a good job. He's I a think. lock, a lock in, in the halfback flank. Mitch now. Hinge as well. I mean, another one of these Brisbane sort of recycled users. Nick, Nick Murray too. I've been he's overtaken, but I think super impressed with Murray this oh, season. I've been very impressed with him as well. I think and the the, the run on of job. a guy like Murray coming on is we talked about Sam, not Sam, Tom Duday a little bit before the show started, gentlemen. And when you've got a guy like Nick Murray who can start to take the key forwards. Duday's back to doing what he does best and just playing that free intercepting role. And you're seeing that all across the ground as well with a lot of these young guys. Like Wayne Miller is another one, Kat. His lockdown yeah, jobs have been superb. I'm so happy that he's managed to stay fit so far, Miller. Yeah. He's, he makes a difference to the back line. Adds a bit of pace. Mm. Him and Scholl both have been doing that. Yeah, it just makes the team look different. And yeah. whether he is coming to receive a bit more football or if he is locking down, mm. he's, um, you know, w- w- remember when we were all talking about him a couple of years ago, he's a high pick, a lot of talent, um, a lot of natural ability. Um, and that's the stuff, it's st- type of stuff you can't teach his footy IQ and he's got it in abundance. But this whole group's in a good spot. I think, you know, there's a couple of young guys. I think McElhaney might get a rest maybe this week or next, um, mm. you know, rotate some other players around. Um, Fogarty's season has been unreal. It was quiet last night, but he's had a very great season. I think that well, we preempted that one, Miller. We have, we absolutely <laughs> have. I think that Darcy Fogarty, one thing in his game um, so far, besides last night, he's been consistent. Whether he is kicking, you know, three to four, or if he's just airily taking those marks, bringing it to ground for, you know, Murphy and Pedler and and Rankin. He doesn't need to kick a bag every week. They've got so many options can. to goal. He, he can. can. He can. He That's what makes can. him so dangerous. Um, you so talk about options to goal. Lukey Pedler. I've really liked the time he spent in the forward line. Well, another would, one, another high pick that just yeah. hasn't had the run of it. So he, he's a bloke that'll keep getting more midfield minutes as he develops. But up forward, he's got a strong grab. God, on he's him. a big boy. I, he's massive. <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to bring your attention to a bloke that I think one man that's sitting across from me has had big, big criticisms of over the last over the last God knows how many years. But I think we're we're starting to see Chase Jones's best position. Yeah. Finally, finally, um, his game against Carlton boys that was. Full-on breakout game for him, and he's only continued since then. Yeah, I, I thought last night was probably the best game I've seen from yeah, him. And, yeah, and And not the showdown, a, he was very good. In the showdown, that. he was brilliant. I think he started. He's now playing. He found that role across halfback. They sort of they're sort of looking for that sort of guy that yeah. to to fill in the role for Brody Smith. Brody Smith is he's kicking on now, but he's still a very very good player. But they need to find these sort of players. But the thing that I was most impressed about was um his his. Um, urgency towards um, defensive pressure. Yeah. You know, he had 23 pressure acts, 12, 12 of them in defensive half last night. This, this is what I, I will say. I like to be proven wrong, as I have been a few <laughs> times. And Chase, <laughs> he, his best position is in the back line. I don't think him as a forward is... He, he did kick two goals. Still managed two, too. <laughs> but, but that's Danny's work rate, I think, Doc, and his yeah. ability to, to work up the ground and, and go with those players. So, look, the Crows are in a great spot. I think that one thing I will say is that Matty Nix has really just got them playing for each other, Cat, and yep. really honed in into this sort of selfless mentality where, you know, 
Laird is Laird knows he's not going to be on you know the big front pages here in Victoria, and you know same with Sloan and these other guys and Walker. They they're all willing to sacrifice that to make this team really good. So I mean, you look at their last couple of weeks. So I know they've got some big wins, like well, nearly getting the Pies. I, I think you know in a mm. in a different world they do win that game. Um, if they kick literally two of those points as goals, they yes, win well, that game. But look yeah. at that. But we're, not in, we're not in that world. 118 against Carlton, 111 yeah. against the Dockers, and 117 against the Crows. So against power. They've got very high-scoring power. They, they lost that crumb. game, boys, in round one just due to poor kicking. Yeah. Um, they somehow made a saw a Richmond team that was on fire for one round. and then. <laughs> but they've got an interesting period coming up. I mean, Geelong this week is a real test down at Cardinia Park. They've got then got... Um, you know, St Kilda at home, which That's is gonna a, be another massive game as well. Game. The Dogs finding form as well at Marvel and, and then um, uh, Brisbane at the Adelaide Oval. So uh, an interesting four weeks, and this will really, really test this group and, and to natural ability. And I think that... Oh, that what, have, what, have we, what have we got here, Doc? Um, just, to, just to really outline, <laughs> you know, how serious and silly we can be on this podcast. Um, I'm not... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to come to, <laughs> but I've just shown. But I've just, but you know, we're not really a visual podcast. But I've just shown a heat map of Jake's Lego, and it looks like a part of the male anatomy. <laughs> we'll uh, leave it there. Um, <laughs> we'll leave that. You're, you're leave right, that. right Miller. It is a big four weeks. We've highlighted important. A few. A, a few I, was, I, was, I was only just trying to look at you know where Jake's Lego is situated for most oh, of the game. <laughs> um, but th- these games are going to be must-watch footy uh, against the Cats, against the Saints. Against the the Lions, they've got some good games at home, Doc, which I think really helps them. Yeah, uh, this year. Th- those next those those next three games are going to really dictate where where Adelaide sit. I yep. s- I said start uh, start of the season they're they're good enough to be a top eight team. Yep, they've got the firepower, they've got the midfield power, they've got the depth. They just need to put it all together. What they do with it now. It's what they do with it now. And I think, well, Nixie's got them on the right track. I was going to say, we've got to give some credit to Nixie. I think that he was Any, a guy... Anyone who tried to say that he was not the guy for the job... Jeez, there were some, geez, there were some crumb yeah, well, people. Well, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think that, you know, the, a bit of pressure that he was feeling sort of pre-season and I think he's done a good job. And I think that's the thing, Doc, just to speak on your point there, the, the upside in this group is still huge for mine. There, there's no limitations on what they can achieve this year. They could finish anywhere, I believe, from fourth to sort of eighth, if uh, in that bracket. So, this th- is a group that's got a lot to learn, but they're learning on the run and, and getting results. Yeah. If they can win two of those next three, they've got Geelong, St Kilda, Bulldogs. They win two of the next three, then I don't, I don't think top four is out of reach. <laughs> I agree. I think this team's serious about making Bloody some noise. Hell. So, um, I'd love to see it. Yeah, oh, geez, wouldn't we? I would love to see it, and and as well, Phil, Filthy Thilthorpe is just in—he's in ripping touch. You were talking mm. about him a couple of weeks ago, Miller. His marking hands—I think they're amongst the top five, ten percent of the comp. And I love him, Doc. As the, <laughs> we all love as him. the second ruck. <laughs> I, I just think that that's really good that Matty Nix has done that. Chuck him onto the ball, add a different dynamic at times when O'Brien needs a spell, and um, then when it does go forward, Tech still gets those opportunities to get those ruck sort of goals. So. I think they've got the right blend. I think it's been very impressive what they've done with those three tolls in particular. Um, and they're on a really good level and massive test this week. And if there's any sort of benchmark in terms of playing a team that's been on the other end of that scale, Kate, in terms of the success that oh, yeah. Geelong have had and those Especially bodies. and Yeah, massive test for the Crows, but very exciting to see Can't where they're see at. how we tip later on. Um, we'll go to the other end of the scale, boys, as we normally do. We love to talk positives, but there's always teams that need to be highlighted for 
what's gone wrong as well. And, geez, nothing could possibly go more wrong than what is going wrong at the Eagles right now, gentlemen. Mm. Uh, bottom of the ladder, <laughs> one and six, uh, looking very much to be a repeat of last season. Uh, ha- a Harley Reid, Pete, <laughs> should be the way they're going. Well, Simo's licking his lips at the moment, I think, uh, looking at the draft. But... Not good signs for the Eagles, Miller. They've still got a huge injury list, absolutely smacked by the Blues this week. What do you think? I don't really know <laughs> if I can ask what's going wrong because everything, but I don't know. What do we see? What do we think is, is happening and, and should be happening for the rest of the season for the Eagles? Well, I want to start with the senior players. I think there's guys that are out there that aren't injured. I already know where this is going. Um, <laughs> better get a cop a bit of a whack here. I think... One guy that has been competitive and trying his best all year has been Tim Kelly. After mm. a really tough season last year physically, and I think he you know, had a couple of things that he just wanted to get right for himself to, to, to get that on field, and he has. He's, yeah. he's one guy that every week really has a dip and a go. 27 touches on the weekend and eight tackles together with four clearances was good. But the numbers need to come with him. I'm looking at a couple of guys in the last few weeks. Andrew Gaff. Yeah, it, here he is. Well, Doc, this guy... You know, they talk about Andrew Gaff as, as a player who was was talked up a lot in terms of what he does and his output. But 17 touches on the weekend, 128 metres gained. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with what he brought. I think as well when at 58% disposal efficiency. So um, how he can sort of if, – if there wasn't injuries, he wouldn't be playing in my opinion. So Jeez. he's one of them. Some other names as well. I think Hearn. Uh, I have th- he's 35. He's your best player. <laughs> How's, what's going on there? He's the one guy who has a dip every week. But yeah, I was going to say, you, you can't criticise no, Hearn. He's, can't. He, he's really dipped yeah, in. But he wants to have a rest. He should be enjoying the last couple of years of his career, not uh, wallowing in the sort of sadness. But N- Another bloke that you've sort of you've sort of torched over the years, Jaden Hunt. How have you assessed uh, his, his year at West Coast so far? He's been solid. I, I, I th- I, yeah, I, I think Jaden Hunt's not getting the credit he deserves. No, I must say, he's, he's been very good. He's had a few good. really, really good games. He works his so ass off. Oh, yeah. Like he, 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 I, I think I saw, I saw bits of that game on Saturday night and every time the ball went around you know West Coast the West Coast defence you know he's he's there trying to mop yep. it up trying to do yeah, something I will say that he definitely has shown a bit more intent and passion than I had seen at Melbourne I think the sort of times where he phased in and out of games but really looks committed to what they're trying to do I think there's some other guys you know I think Jamin Jones has done some good things showing yeah, some potential Witherden sort of I'm, I'm on the brink like I think that Alex Witherden could be really anything still. I'm just really. Torn. I think to, I think time's running out for Witherden. Mm. If he if he's if he's serious in forging out a career, then he needs to be he needs to be better than. So we've we've talked about a lot of these guys that they've got coming through in the back line as well, West but, Coast that okay. <laughs> that could play a similar role to what Witherden's doing and probably have more impact with the footy at a little bit more pace than he does. He's not a very fast player. I don't know that he's been overly good one on one either. I think Petrescu Seaton's been a big flop. I can't believe yeah, that he would not be getting a game if there weren't <laughs> if there weren't injuries. Fifteen blokes on the injury I think that list. He really <laughs> exactly <hasn't>. right. <laughs> it's an insult to the to the fart noise. I think um, he's been terrible. Tom Barras has really just gone backwards. I think this year really, str- really struggled. I think. <laughs> I mean, after a very strong year last year, I think he's. What was really he doing on Saturday night? Was he even four, anywhere near Kerno at any point? Four touches. There's no. Yeah, I don't think I, he was very I, good. I think in credit to. What Vossi and Carlton were doing, mm. I think I think they were I think they did a very good job in 
getting um, Barras away from the from the defensive fifty, yeah. and they had Harry Mackay leading up, and and it, it allowed. I think Kerno was on Rotham at stages, had leapt so over Witherden on him a few times, leapt as well. over Hearn. No wonder he kicked nine goals. These guys, <laughs> these guys are either you know they're on the back end of their career, or they're just not you know one, capable one on one AFL defenders. But some of these guys aren't. Uh, I don't think I'm good at Jack Petroselli. Like, I mean, I've talked about him enough. Petroselli. Oh I mean, this is, still, is he still on the list? I, I just don't really understand, you know, where. I, I just think there are too many guys that, uh, like, that need to be held a bit more accountable. Liam Duggan as well, Cat. Why once a month does he feel like playing and then the rest of the time you wouldn't even know he's out there? And he's another guy, you know, he's been yeah. around the block, Liam Duggan. He's not. He should be well and truly in his prime, starting to really become a... Just very, very inconsistently average. There's just yeah. too many guys for mine. Like, you know, Duggan's not even averaging 20 touches a, a game this year. Um, I think that Waterman's been strong this year. He's one guy that can hold some, his head Some high. strong games, Waterman. Um, we, we Jack Darling, Cap, where's he at? I mean, uh, given <laughs> his age... On the, um, bench, on the bench, hopefully. Consi- consi- oh, well, when you consider the fact that West Coast got absolutely cleansed at the... Uh, yeah, he wasn't going to have much at opportunity. At the source, he's, he's not going to... Oscar Allen's been 20 times the player he has this... Sh- oh, yeah. Oscar, you know what? It's been the <laughs> one. <laughs> He'll win the best and fairest Oscar I think. I, I think I've probably said a few things about Oscar Allen in the past, and I know West Coast supporters praise him like he's the second coming, but you know what? I've actually seen it this season. He's been yep. bloody consistent. He's still not better than... He, he's still not better than Aaron Norton. He's but not, <laughs> but he's definitely getting somewhere. He's averaging, what's he averaging? Two goals a game. 2.6. He's nearly averaging three goals a game. Which is pretty good considering and, and, and they only kick about five a week. So, <laughs> And he kicked two goals, which is good considering they had 34 inside 50s. Mm. Yes. But I, I think there's some questions. I mean, I want to ask you why we've got... My first thing is, is Simo the right guy to be coaching this team in terms of where they're looking at going? I think that West Coast have to commit to this rebuild and they have to do it I mean, at the end of the year. They obviously are. They're not yeah. I don't think they're are they under really? any impressions that so, they're going anywhere. So Hearn should retire then at the end of this season. I think there'll be Shui, a bunch of them. Shuey should retire. Shuey's body's just not up to it. Yep. I must I must say one thing that is there, look Shuey's passion. I think that there's one thing well, I, he, the, the for the forty <laughs> minutes he was on against <laughs> Port, he played like a man possessed and yeah, then, well, then he was done. <laughs> yeah, well that, the key word there is when he plays. Yeah. And Nick that yeah. Oh, and I would look at shipping Darling, getting what if you can get a second round pick for Jack Darling. Who have they got in the wings, forward wise, tall forwards behind? I mean that that kid Jack Williams. Jack Williams, still. if he's fit, give him a go. Give Waterman as the third taller go. Um, Oscar Allen's obviously the guy, but I, mm. but I, get some get some capital. They need to load up for this draft, in my opinion. I, I think if they're serious about this rebuild, I think the problem with if they offload Jack Darling, a lot of the defensive attention will go to Oscar Allen. Well, it's already I, on him, and I don't know if he's and I don't know. Well, it'll be even more. He'll get triple. <laughs> he'll, he'll get triple team, Quad, quadruple team. He'll get the whole they back might, six. They might need to look at I don't know another trying to even trade for another key forward in because just. This needs some support. I think it's not going to do Alan any good getting monstered every week for the next three years until this, the young guys develop into the forward group. Well, the 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 kids that they've got coming through, the, a lot of them are already crippled. I mean, <laughs> Chess is still about three weeks away. Oh, poor Chesser. You got Elijah Hewitt who did his ankle. He's another three weeks away. Brady Hoff's a, a couple, a one to two weeks away. Noah Long, uh, two to three, um, and then. Guys, and Jack Williams is, is three to four weeks away anyway, so he's not going to play. And and all the other guys are guys that are current day best twenty two players. You know, Yo, Shuey, Sheed, Liam Ryan or Luke Ryan, uh, Nick <laughs> Nat Newey, Jeremy McGovern, 
And even guys like Jamie Cripps and Tom Cole, who we've seen in the 22 regularly, they're not mm. playing either. Tom Cole. The biggest thing with... <laughs> I know how you feel about Tom he Cole. He shouldn't be allowed near any best 22, <laughs> Doc. The biggest thing with shipping off a guy like Darling Miller is I worry that with... We talk about a lot of these guys that will probably retire this season, next season. Mm. You don't want to end up in a spot like Hawthorne where there's a huge leadership deficit, where there's two or three guys that have genuine solid experience and then nothing else. I don't know if I'd call that. Jack Darling a leader. <laughs> I'm not saying leader. I'm just saying a guy who's guys, been around the league yeah. for 10 years. Well, okay. He's still playing, apparently. <laughs> so what's he done this year, Cat, that warrants him not getting traded? Well, is, is he worth much at all? Is he gonna, Are they going to get much for him? Probably not. <laughs> the way the way it's going at the moment, clubs will offload him for a th- the the club will offload him for a third round pick. The way he's okay, well, I think they've got, they do have the young talent. Well, I think the, so. The, it's just developing. It's and, building. Yes, I don't think it's so, very easy to I think panic about a team like West Coast. And I just I just want to um, oh. quickly say uh, Damien Barrett. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> today published an article saying no. that West Coast are approaching Fitzroy levels. Oh, um, okay, turn well, it up, Damo. Turn it up, come Purple. On. They won a flag five years ago. Fitzroy was shit for forty years <laughs> before they bloody faltered. So turn it up, Damo. Um, oh. But I think so. Gaff Cat. Yes, a guy like how, Gaff, how much he, better he, is he? Go, gonna, he's got to go. You've, okay, got, you've so got young kids who can who are going to yeah, come. Yeah, so why wasn't it done at the end of last year with Nat Nui? Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, that's that well, decision. Nick Nat and his knees aren't worth any. Uh, okay. aren't worth much anymore. Well, they're not worth much now. But at the end of last year, it still wouldn't have been worth much. Well, would have been worth something. What third rounder? Well, that's better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Well. True, Andrew Gaff, I just well, look at the senior group. Who is untouchable for West Coast? Well, Coast Tim Kelly's the, the only one I don't think that can be moved financially. Kelly, you have to keep. Jaden Hunt's been good. Um, even Duggan, I, I know he's been loyal and a good player, but if he's not performing, try and get something for him. Mm. I don't think. Well, look, if Hearn decides, to, if Hearn says, "I want to play another another year," what do you do? Do you well, say no? Plays, I think you say yes. Yeah, yes. I, 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 I agree. Yes. I, I think you say. Unfortunately, yes. yes, if he wants to. McGovern, guy. I, I, I don't oh, I don't know if anyone wants McGovern at this point. Well, another one. Look, end of last year, I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, all right, we're blowing this thing up. We're going to keep Tim Kelly if we are going to keep Darling, which I do agree to some extent with what you're saying, Cap. Mm. But Jeremy McGovern, you know, his peak value would have been after the flag and they probably didn't think they were at their rebuild Year no, yet. 2020, they still made finals. Yeah, it, yeah tw- I, I think, yeah, between probably 2021, though, two years that's right. But, but now they're paying the price, and all these guys' value has absolutely plummeted. plummeted. And that's they their own fault. They could have gotten good picks in the part. Last year's draft, if they had had a few more picks in last year's draft, they'd be looking significantly more set absolutely. than they are right now. I just think, as well, I, I just don't have. Oh, I've got time for guys like Cully and West and O'Neill and. And um, Luke Edwards and Foley, at least they're all Surprised having a dip. A guy and a like go. Bazo's not getting more of a shot, considering well, yeah. they don't have well, <laughs> any it, it, key defenders outside of Josh Rothman. Well, has well, just well, disappointed me time well, and time. Well, Bazo again. Bazo's been the sub last couple of weeks yeah, for the he Eagles. Started him on the field. Well, he, well, he had that. Well, he had that. You know, time away from the club to deal with the loss yeah. of his of his mum. So I think that's, there you go. That, if he's, that's if fair he's fit, if he's fit. If he's able to play, which he clearly is, yeah. play well, him on the field. We've well, got some good news if you're a West Coast supporter. Patricky Seaton's been suspended for a week, so <laughs> <laughs> that's something to be put. Okay, so oh, all right, I've got a question for you then, Miller. Yeah. So, say West Coast gets the number one pick, and God forbid they don't get a the uh, an extra priority on top of that. 
what do you do? Melbourne Melbourne have got, I think they're going to get an extra, an extra first rounder for the Jackson deal, and I think they've got another first rounder as well. Do they take that deal, or do you settle for um uh, just a one player in No, in they need to load up. I'm trading, if I get one, I'm trading down for two in the first five. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. Jeez. I know Harley Reid is going to be the I guy. agree. I don't think West Coast have enough, t- have enough young talent that's going to sustain them and push them for the next... No. For the next They've got least. some, but they don't have enough. I agree with for, that. For at least the next two to three years. They need to... Like, I'm with you. I think they need to stock up on, on younger kids. And, and, and I think the next... I think the first 15, 20 players are, are very, very capable young footballers. Oh, um, but, geez, you know, Harley Reid's... I don't know. You, you'd, I, I would take three... Yes. I would take three players over Harley Reid. Yeah, and I, agree. and I think it was a similar situation a couple of years ago with Horn Francis in North Melbourne, and and I think I think it was Adelaide or, or one of the I mean, one of the interstate clubs offered offered mm, offered about like the, two, crow, the crows are after it, yeah, yeah, two or three two or three picks in the top fifteen or twenty for for, for pick one. So Liam Ryan's another one. So we'll start with you, Kate. He's tw- no, <laughs> I, I don't know why we're laughing. This is serious. This this team is serious. Yeah, about to ship them all. I'm, okay, all right, all right. So Liam Ryan. All right, let's say Darling stays then. Okay, Sh- I think Hearn resigns. Gaff needs to be flogged off. Gaff gone. Yep. Right. Nick Nat retires. Nick Nat retires. I'd um, ho- I'd hold McGovern because just because he's a key. Yes. He's a key. Top. I will agree with that. Liam Ryan's twenty six. He hasn't kicked over thirty goals in a season. Keep I, can't, that in- I, I can't believe that. Please. I can. I can absolutely believe that. <laughs> no, he's well, played eighty nine games. You hate him. <laughs> he hasn't played. He's only played one season where he's played over eighteen games. Mm. In terms of forwards, I think they've got kids emerging. I think you could find some value in getting rid of Ryan. What's he yep. worth? Is he worth a f- late first? No, he's not second. Worth it. Possibly, a second. I'd, say I'd, say, I'd, second. I'd say a late second. Can you get a second for him. He should be traded. He's a bloke that <laughs> I could see. Being he should be tra- oh, no, <laughs> being I'm not dissing back. anything. Like he's a good player. I'm yeah, not, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's crap. I'm but just he's saying. not going to make or break the future of their forward but line. Exactly right. Yeah. And he's not in their next premiership window, in my opinion. No, he'll be in his thirties by the time they yes. get. Yes, and neither is Hearn, but at least Hearn. Hearn's their stability. I mean, Hearn could play till he's fifty if he wants yeah. to be in the next Premiership window. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone wants Yo after after this well, year. His I think Yo's body, yeah, he might be done as well. If, if, if he can get himself to, if he can, if he can get him to a, a high end, you know, performance performance bo- mm. uh, bloke, um, get him at half back. I think he'll be okay. At least he's there and provides a, a steady head and and should provide a little bit of structure, leadership wise, mm. and all that, all that, all that stuff. I'd, I'd hold on to him. Tim Kelly can't move anyway. No, Sheed, uh, you keep. I think you move Sheed. Oh, I would move Sheed. Really? Why not? No, I would. Oh, you would. I oh, would. Okay. okay, I agree. Um, this one you can probably get some value. I, I think yeah. Sheed. I think Sheed's expendable. So what's what's he done in, in his career besides kick a game when he got? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> he, he's had these games where he, no, he answer that question. He threatened. I'm 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 just adding on to that because I'm because I'm with you. He's had these games where he just threatens to take a game by the scruff of the neck and go, that's it. But he hasn't lived up to his potential no. as a top 10 pick. No, I, I would agree with that. I think he's he's never gone past being a, a good, solid midfielder. That's right. It's time that, to that, move it. That's, again, that's nothing against Dom Sheed. But you have to but look at the reality of the list. That's right. You can't live on this past memories. Like This is the thing with the West Coast. Andrew Gaff was a good player five years ago. He's not a good player now. He needs no. to be gone. Should have taken the North Melbourne. Needs maybe. to be gone. <laughs> Done. No, he, and not even him would have fixed that mess at North Melbourne, Cat. <laughs> and also, yeah, as I said, I think it... So, uh, so what What you want to see, Miller, is a very aggressive trade period. I want to see, yeah. Very aggressive. I think 
there's two things as well about Simo. I think he has the love and passion still to coach. There's no doubt about that. That's why he's still here, right? I don't think he is the right guy to be coaching this group in terms of where they want to be. I think new faces, mm. a fresh start, and sort of get some different perspectives on what needs to be achieved. I think the way this season's panning out, I think Simo's in danger. He, I don't he, think he'll get sacked. I, I, think, I don't think he'll get sacked either, but I think... but. I, we I'd s- be looking at the list managers before I'm looking at Simo, if I'm honest. Look, I don't we, even know who they are. So we, we, they've done a good job <laughs> at hiding, haven't we, they? We say, in fo- we say in football a lot, boys, that, that this game is a wins-loss industry. Mm. And Adam Simpson has only has won like three games in his last 25, albeit with a, with a list that is... Absolute, can't do much about half his list. With, with an absolutely <laughs> cooked list. But you can... I think you can coach passion... But, and the, I don't but, see, but yeah, these boys, these boys haven't shown but it. But that's what I mean. I don't see much belief that they can do anything. Mm. When the ball is bounced, or the first, before the first bounce, you got to remember uh, as a player that everything's even. All right, there's no no one's ahead, no one's better than anyone. You've just got to go out there and have the will. And I don't see there's an, there's not enough drive. They're just accepting that they're going to get beaten. I think it's been there in glimpses. Give me two glimpses. <laughs> I'd say the most recent one I can remember, and the only one this year, is against Frio. I think the North, their game, bench got the North game, they were genuinely pushing for four quarters. They were genuinely pushing a bottom four side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but don't you agree with that? that like, I, I don't think that they, they care that they get pumped. No. And that's not, that's not mm. how you create a good environment for young I did, players. I, I, saw, I saw someone... In a in a comment somewhere, I don't know, I don't remember where I saw it, but um, say that they think that with Simo being the coach, that it is possibly that maybe he's too complacent with where they're at. They've all accepted that they're rebuilding, but you still want to play yeah, to win every game. They're, they're, you can see like Hawthorne is supposed to be tanking, and and they and they and they <laughs> and they and they're driving teams to the wire. But that's right. They could have won three that's of right. their games. That's exactly right. Bar round one, they've been elite in terms of their about effort. First two rounds. First two rounds. They'll, they'll, they'll their commitment yeah. in terms of every young player having to go, every senior player going, look, maybe we're not going to win this, but we're going to do our best. Bruce is going to step up. You know, Fergus Green's taking on responsibilities, young player. I don't think that Simo has given the belief to these guys that they can go out there and win a game. Like, yeah, I'm, and, I'm, I'm and, with you. And, but that's not, again, I don't think that's Simo's fault. I think, again, he's become a bit complacent. And also, mm. you're probably a bit dejected when, you know, you're sort of having a hard time fielding your best 22. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you've got all this other stuff going on. But, but I don't think any of these players generally look like they think they can win a game. Mm. And that's a worry. Well, ga- the game, a lot of the game is between the years. That's right. And, I, and, and I'm with you. I think. There were, yeah. As I said, look, look at what Kramer Cray's done, Doc, with with Collingwood. Yeah, everyone believes, no matter what stage of the game, that they can win a game, down by twenty points, thirty points, final quarter, half time. They've always got belief, and I don't see that from. And obviously, it's different when you're winning and all that, but there's not enough want, I don't think, from yeah. this group. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier, like I only tuned in bits and pieces of this game, and thank God, no, nobody, and and it just looked like nobody was really interested in doing but anything with uh, the ball. But don't you think that's been the case for the last eighteen months? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they're, look, they, it, are, they it, are definitely a bit shot. And it, I think with, that's when you talk about the senior players, they're not showing that really, aside from Hearn, like we mentioned, and and Kelly, and this Kelly, year. and Kelly. Um, and that's oh, not helping the kids. So how do you change that then, Kat? And then go to you, Doc. With 
Well, it's, it's like you said, new faces in, in the club. I agree. A bit of changeover. I don't know if that means Simo goes, but... Will Schofield is coach. <laughs> Yuck. Possibly if you the, only, <laughs> the only thing they could do worse. <laughs> <laughs> to somehow put you further into the... The uh, depths of John, Johnny Johnny's locker in the ocean, eh? Oh, gee whiz! Just because right, you're right. They've accepted where they're at, but are they doing anything about it? Y- no, yeah, they're not. There you go. They're That's not. perfect sum up. Are they doing the? Are they doing their best? Mm. No. What? Just back to the game. The thing that concerns me a lot is that Carlton almost doubled their their uncontested possession, mm. which means look, and and I just had a look before the the, the running numbers. You know, West Coast are actually running more. I just don't think they're, they're they're spending more time chasing than they are actually that's, creating. That's why they're running, yeah. And, and and when you look at that, 307 uncontested possessions to 159. Look at the marks there, Doc. 57 to 137. So that, that's, that's a testament to what you've just spoke about there, uncontested. Yeah, like the, it just speaks to me that the team just does not want to work. And when that happens, that's when the coach gets flipped. And, that's, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying Adam Simpson's a terrible coach. I'm I'm starting to think that the playing group has lost interest in what Simo is doing. That's right. And look at this. Here's the stat then. They lost the disposal count by 170. They then somehow lost the tackle count by 19. So not only oh, have they had 170 less. It's not good. 29 marks inside 50 as well to four. It's not good. It's not good. Anyway, I, I, anyway. <laughs> I, I think that there's some real, real issues that start stem further than them losing mm. it's them accepting it and and, yeah. and that's if you're a west coast supporter you're not happy obviously not just because you're a west coast supporter but also for some because reason they keep rocking up though i don't really know well, good on them that's very no that's, <laughs> it is, it is admirable. that is good but stick by the club well, i'd like to hear what they think west coast fans and we'd like to hear your opinions we might put that up on the poll this week west yeah. coast supporters what are your thoughts about whether clubs are Simo, the in or out there'll be a poll Later on, after this episode goes up. Are, are we on the money or are we just being Vic Bias again because we're slamming an interstate club? <laughs> no, I mean, it's all very fair criticisms. And I am interested to hear I, I, what I, the I, thoughts are from the people who yeah. have lived and died by this club for, you know... I hope Eagles fans agree with us. 20 plus years. And, and, I'm, and, and, and look, you know, they're not, not the most likeable club in, on, on, in the country. <laughs> there it is. No, but... But I, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I want this club to be back to where it was. I want mm. this club to be competing. I think I want to, I want to enjoy beating West Coast again. Yeah, like I mean, we had our hundred <laughs> point. I, I mean, we had our hundred point win over the Eagles last year. It was I fun. say that like we literally didn't get beaten by West Coast last year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. before any West Coast supporters chirp back about that. Yep. Yeah, um, anyway. That was a good discussion, gentlemen. That was good. Um, a lot to go through. Let's move on, boys. Uh, let's get back to one of our favourite segments across our time at A3. The A3 Team of the Week. Yes. Uh, back to selecting the individual lines, and we're going to throw it over to you first, Doc, with the defenders. Mm. Some good names in here this week. Some cracking names in here, and it was very hard very hard to pick um, some, some good chaps, but we've eventually fi- uh, settled on seven. Um, seven. 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 <laughs> Starting with Jack Buckley from GWS has love been that. in unreal touch this year, and I think not not enough love has come his way from anyone anyone here in Victoria. Nathan Buckley's oh, in his shadow. Yeah, Nathan, the way he's going. Dylan Buckley certainly. Um, the inferior Buckley. Thirteen spoils, twelve one on one contests on the weekend, two losses. 
Jeez, that's very from good. that. It was a very low percentage. I think it was about thirteen percent um, uh, contested defensive one on one percent. Charlie Ballard from Gold Coast, six intercept marks uh, against your mob Miller. Uh, he, he he looked like the second coming of um, of Matthew Scarlett. Twelve marks <laughs> overall as well. He was he was in he was in phenomenal touch. Probably the best game I've seen him play for a while. In the back pocket, I've got Harry Sheasel from mm. North Melbourne, the uh, the man with the Easy man with Sheasy. the man the man with about twenty thousand nicknames at the moment. Uh, Nick Holman's bitch was added to the list uh, last week uh, after, after he was sh- after he was shut <laughs> after he was shut out uh, against the Suns. Um, Spandau oh, Sheasel was another one of my favorite. Um, but anyway, <laughs> thirty disposals, eleven marks, twenty-five pressure acts, eight intercept possessions, and two intercept marks. Alex Miller's just dead on on, on the oh, floor over goodness. here. We love the she's. Will Powell uh, on on a halfback flank for mine. Five intercept marks. He was another one who tore your Gold Coast line. edition, is it this week? Yeah, team of the week. yeah. No, well they, well, they made your team look like an absolute bunch of idiots. So yeah, it would be hard the way we're playing at the moment. <laughs> Five intercept marks, thirteen marks overall, but twenty-eight disposals, fourteen rebound fifties at eighty-three percent kicking efficiency. We love Will Powell. We love Will Powell. Very good, very good boy. We love him. Nick Nick Newman. He, he spent a little bit of time on uh, further afield, but he still was um, still was prominent across the halfback line. Thirty four disposals, six intercept possessions, fourteen marks, two of them intercepts, and one goal. One. We love a goal kicking oh, defender. We do. We do indeed. Um, Nick Newman, once a turnover merchant, but now he's the uh, he's the golden boy merchant. <laughs> good call. I like that. Um, and Randy at the defensive six. I've got Tom Stewart, who played a ripping game against yes. the uh, against the Bombers on the weekend. Twenty six disposals. Four intercept marks, twelve marks overall, eight intercept possessions, and thirteen rebound fifties. Man, man on the bench, a man that doesn't get enough love, but he should. Tom Duday from the Crows. Oh yes, twenty-four disposals, fourteen intercept possessions, eight ground ball gets as well, which is very nice from a third tall defender. Two intercept marks as well. It was very very good. Don't like mind that. that at all. Very good, Doc. Uh, well, I'll crack into the midfielders, boys. Uh, some very, very tough selections to make this week. There's some guys who had absolutely ridiculous games and couldn't get a look in, uh, but that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll start with the Ruckman, and that is none other than Big Bargy Marshall, boys. Uh, he was massive against Port Adelaide. Not that it is hard to beat <laughs> Mr. Teekle in the Ruck, but uh, he absolutely dominated uh, on the weekend. 26 disposals, 28 hitouts, 10 tackles, Six marks and the three clearances as well. Could kick the goal. He didn't, but he was absolutely massive. A few other rucks I've got to shout out, but we'll get to one of them later. Uh, starting in my centre bounce, Trav Boak, boys, best on ground, yeah, easily spooky. for Port in this what game. A, uh, what a call. We thought, you know, the first few weeks of the season, he was sub, he was sort of struggling for fitness, but he's come back in to this team and uh, wound back the clock just like Trav Boak does. 30 touches, six tackles, two clearances, and kicked a lovely snag as well, if you don't mind. Uh, so he was great on the weekend, Trav. Uh, <laughs> my other bloke in the centre bounce. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him, but Paddy Dangerfield uh, <laughs> absolutely ripped us a new one on the weekend, boys. Uh, that is, we talk about vintage Boak, that is vintage Paddy. And he only had, what is 68% on time six, on the ground too, Doc? 68% on the ground. So he spent probably, I think it was about just over 80 minutes on, on the ground. He absolutely killed your Nice little cardio session for oh. Paddy on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he monstered us, Paddy. 28, 28 disposals, 10 clearances as well. But the most ridiculous one is 
15 inside Jesus. 50s, nine score involvements. He was just absolutely booting the ball out of the midfield into the forward line. Um, he was awesome, Paddy, and it makes me very sad watching him play like that against us. <laughs> Has to be against us, doesn't it? Thanks, Paddy. No worries. Uh, rounding out the centre bounce, Christian Petrarca, boys. Uh, he was huge in this game. Uh, kicked the three snags, but 35 touches, three tackles, four clearances. Uh, the man was going crazy in this game. Nine inside 50s and 14 score involvements as well. Uh, Track was definitely playing a very, very bloody good game, uh, and North Melbourne certainly felt it. On one wing, I want one of my favourites, boys. You know I love him. Joshy Dacos. Yes. Uh, he had a huge impact against the Crows. I thought late especially. He was still running when everyone else was getting gassed. I uh, thought he was awesome all day long. Him and his brother make a bloody dangerous duo together. 31 touches, 7 clearances as well. So he was getting involved in the guts too. Kicked a snag. Um, just really rounded off. Uh, and as well... Hang on, where are the inside 50s here? I didn't really get me inside 50s, there's only two. So uh, step up your game there, Joshy. <laughs> where my video? <laughs> Show me the inside 50s. On the other wing, a bloke who we haven't given too much love this year, but he really bloody played out of his skin in this one in the win in the Battle of the Bridge. Harry Perryman, boys. Thick yeah. boy. Thick boy. The thick boy Perryman. One of the originals. He was one of, one of the OG, OG. A3 favourites, but he's uh, he's just quietly popped up with a 21 and 3. Good to see him back. Game. Yeah, good to see him back. Oh, he's, he's, he's just reminding us, you know, don't forget about us. Don't forget about me, don't boys. Forget, don't forget about me. One of the favourites. He was, was a bloke that I think uh, we weren't really sure what his role was going to be for a while there, but he looks good on a wing. I like him there. Hard worker. Yeah, not Keep bad. Keep him there. Not bad. Ryan Anglin as well has been in a good touch yeah, on, like, on the wing. I like Anglin. He's a good kid too. Uh, and on my bench, uh, my midfield rotation, uh, I hate that he's done this to me after I traded him out in Supercoach, but Stephen Cornelio, 28-2 <laughs> on the weekend, seven clearances, four tackles. Um, he was just outstanding, Cogs. And um, one of the big reasons, outside of, I'm sure, a man who will hear very, very soon in the forward line, why the Giants got over the top of the Swans in that game. So good job, midfielders. Solid efforts all around. Miller, we'll throw over to you for the forwards, mate. Here we go. Well, we'll start with uh, Richmond getting absolutely dismantled by the Suns. Um, and it's going to be to Nick Holman is going to get the, the first position. Ooh. He uh, kicked two goals, one, had 15 touches, six tackles. His effort's always there, Nick Holman. And a scary guy you wouldn't want to come across in a dark alley, Nick. He's uh, <laughs> he's the type of guy that would... Uh, Man who owned Harry Sheasel last <laughs> week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he was very good. So he's definitely the first forward. Sent half forward. Well, it couldn't not be this guy. Tom Hawkins. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Made uh, Brandon Zerk Thatcher look like under 12s player on the weekend. Uh, eight goals, one to Tom Hawkins. Should have had about 16, but they stopped kicking it to him after quarter time. 16 marks... Uh, sorry, 16 touches, 12 marks. Not far off, actually. Uh, he played very well, the big hawk, and enjoying his return to form, that's for sure. The other forward flank is uh, Kaiser Pickett Boys, obviously signing a new 40-year deal today, which is great for Melbourne fans, all six of them. Um, three goals, 16 touches from him, five tackles. Very, very good from Kozzy, and he's a very, very good player. The way he goes about it. Will Hayward is in the forward line as well. He kicked three goals. He, he's sort of just the underrated man, Will Hayward, boys. Teacher's pet, as we know, but he's still a, a very, very good player, Will. and um, Horse's pet. Like the way he works up the ground. and Had to put this guy in f- full forward. It picks himself this week. Charlie Kerner, absolutely outstanding game from him. Nine goals. The West Coast boys still have a nightmares, I think. Um, he really should have had at least ten, but uh, you spoke before we went to air, Doc, and they just said, we're not kicking it to you anymore. No. 
<laughs> Sorry, mate. Nugget stuffed. Uh, very good game for him. But also, his work in general, he had 475 metres game for a key forward. That is outstanding. 14 marks as well, uh, which was really, really good. I think that what he's he's achieved over the last, you know, sort of two years getting his body right has been so happy for him and mm. getting back to playing very good footy. So he's definitely in there. And then the last forward is, as Kat said, I was definitely going to mention him. There's two Tom Greens, but there's only one Tony Green, and it's uh, the man in the forward line, the captain of this Tony football Green. club, Toby Green. He la- leads by example. He was absolutely oh. outstanding. The goal to Jeez, win the game goal. was absolutely outstanding. But his season so far has been elite. Not just his goal king, but his work around the ground. 22 disposals, four straight, let I add to that. Also to go along with three tackles. But just the perfect... Guy to have as captain, I think, boys. Mm. Leads by example, really shows what needs to be done to get wins and get it done. And he just, also, uh, just a quickie, boys. Yes, Toby Green in the Australian forward line Absolutely. right now. Absolutely, yep. yes. Yeah, he's got to be. It's, it's, uh, it's about as quick as a yes as I can give it. <laughs> he's only had one down game and he still kicked a goal. So, yeah, lock him in for 11 score environments and six inside 50s as well for <laughs> a guy who's playing mostly in the forward line. So, that's Jeez. it. And then Jake Stringer, boys, he's the bench rotation. I thought he was good. Jake, he uh, needs to step up in a game where they were getting a bit... He played a bit of midfield, uh, but was really good. He kicked uh, four goals, I believe. Yeah, four goals, one. So, very, very good. And the um, the bench unit we all have together is Peter Laddams, uh, which is very... Big Petey. Big Petey. Uh, he bloody held his own. Didn't did more than he was very good. He was very good. I thought absolutely, Peter absolutely destroyed him. Um, very good, Flynn from, Dog from Big Flinner. So <laughs> um, that's the A three team of the week. The, the coach of the week. I mean. It's got to be Ken, doesn't it? It's got to be Ken. I think what they achieved on at, in Marvel uh, to beat them, uh, he's fended off Craig McRae for the coach this week, Ken, and he's done a good job with it. So, well done to so everyone. Adam Kingsley get a shout in there too? No. He, he's got to no, be that, up there. That was all Toby Green. Uh, yeah. yeah it was Kingsley all had nothing Green. to do with that. Yeah. And, and Harry Hilmerberg with a little throw pass. <laughs> with the rugby pass. With the little rugby pass. It was a very, very good, and uh, a very good team, boys. I like that team. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very, very juicy team. The, uh, the nickname for nicknames for Harry Sheasel list just keeps growing and growing. Uh, obviously, Nick Holman's bitch, but Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sh- Mr. Sheenzel is another one. Yes, Sheenzel. Mr. Sheenzel. Oh. Mr. Sheenzel, the, uh, the cleaning product, you know, Mr. Sheenzel. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's um, not Not so dirty Harry is another one of my favourites. Um... Mr. Good Friday, he had a really good Good Friday. <laughs> yep. Um and all uh, Spandau Sheasel's another one of my favourites. And one. Har- and Harry J. Fong. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good talk. That is very, very We should, good. Uh, before we get to the rapid round, Kat, is give mm. a recap of the ladder because we haven't actually talked much later and Well go on, I know you love a bit of a ladder, mate. We'll, so. we'll start from the bottom. Uh West Coast as we've mm. ranged. Sorry, about. West Coast fans. Uh, Hawthorne both <laughs> equal uh four points. Uh, 18th and 17th. In 16th, just because we got a nice draw, is Richmond. Well done to us. Um, 15th and 14th is the Dockers, both sitting on eight points. Then there's three teams on 12. That's from Gold Coast, Giants, and Sydney, respectively, in that order, from 13th to 11th. The Dons and the Dogs sit outside the eight, both on 16 points. There's two teams inside the eight that sit on 16 points. It's the Crows and Geelong in 8th and 7th. Top six, this is a very interesting top six. Carlton mm. sit there on 18 points. Port sit there on 20 points. Brisbane sit fourth on 20 points. St Kilda sit third on 20 points. Melbourne sits second with a lovely percentage of 143 on 20 points. And the team, one game clear, has been Collingwood Football Club. They just find a way to win this group and they're on 24 points. Hollywood. Top of the ladder for Scott Embleby's crew. I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you what, just already from the first seven games, Collingwood and Melbourne are the two best teams in the cup this year. Teams to beat. Yep. Teams to beat. That's it. 
Uh, as much as I love the Saints this year, they've been. Uh, I think they just need a little bit. They just need a little bit more work under Cudley Ross. They'll, they'll be there. They'll be there. Um, the Lions. I think they're starting to get get some footage together. And I'll be looking very very closely at Port yes. this weekend. Mm. Big the test. Big, big test. There's some massive tests, which I'm keen to get to later on with our tips. Absolutely. Before we get to the tips and the super coach, just quickly, we'll fire off a bit of rapid round. Oh, oh, this is it. I'll be answer, asking some questions for Alex Doherty today. I did well last time here in the Tomiki studio <laughs> under your questions, Kat. I'm yes. interested to see what you've got for me this time. Ready to go again, Doc. All right. Well, I've got three here for you. A um, couple related to individual teams. One a bit more about the competition as a whole, but we'll start off. We just spoke about Ken Hinkley, but... Has Ken earned another contract if Port are in the top four <sighs> by the bye? Wow. When you're ready, three, two, one, go. Not yet. If, if they're in the top four by the bye, it's a great, it's a great step in the right direction because uh, already we've seen the players invest, in, invest into what Ken Hinkley's trying to do. The uprising is going to get shelved a little bit at the moment. <laughs> so, Sack Vossi wagons are still rolling, but I <laughs> loved, a lot from, loved a lot from what uh, Port have done the last couple of weeks. The game against the Dogs in particular, you got around Jason mm. Horn Francis for a massive last quarter. That alone speaks to me that you know his job is still hanging around. Mm. Um, but yeah, geez. Uh, yeah, that's time. Uh, we've, well, I was just going to say, we've seen teams you know capitulate after the bye. Yep. I just need to see a little bit more. All right. Go on, Ken. Very good, Doc. All right. We'll float it up to Sydney now. Yes. Is this current run of form for the Swans just injuries or are the Swans Ooh. genuinely in danger of missing finals from here? Three, two, one, go. They're looking, they're looking pretty shaky and they're in, they're in, they're in danger. Uh, don't, don't worry about the, uh, the injuries. Good team find a way to battle the injury, to battle the injury list. And the Swans should have had the game sewn up against the Giants mm-hmm. on the weekend. Yep. They didn't get it done, and that and that already speaks a nice little wobbly. The wheels are starting to wobble a lot at, at Sydney, but you know, good set, good sides will find a way to steer the ship. And next few weeks are going to be huge for the Swans. Bang! With five seconds to spare, oh, it's oh, lovely, beautiful. <laughs> Jeez, he's doing the F one laps, cat. He's got a bit of time on the clock. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to say as well, the, def- the defense has, has been very, very shaky the last mm. couple of weeks. But they just need a couple of weeks, to, a couple of extra weeks to get everything back on track, yeah, yep. right the ship, get Patty back, get Patty back. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. All right, now this one's a bit broader, Doc. Oh, jeez, but. We've heard some rumours around what might happen after Tassie comes in. Tassie is locked in. Where would you like to see the 20th team in the AFL and why? Three, two, one, go. I, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, look, I think Perth, I think a team WA is probably the more logical explanation. I'd love to see a team in, North, in Northern Territory, but I think it's... I don't know how many players, if, whether or not it's going to be economical for mm. the, the team and the comp. Yep. It's, if it's going to be another Gold Coast situation where players are struggling or GWS going to struggle, fans are going to struggle to come to the games. But I think in terms of a better football growth, try and get one in WA because, you know, football's pumping a lot. Also, North Queensland wouldn't be bad. I've heard that one tossed up. Ooh. Is there room for another Victorian team? No. <laughs> I don't Hardly think enough so. room for the no. 10 there at the moment. <laughs> no. I don't think there is. Maybe... No. If there was another regional team, not in Melbourne, certainly not in Melbourne. No, I, I, I think ten's more than enough. You've possibly possibly got growth corridors out in Gippy Way or somewhere mm. like Bendigo or Ballarat, but then the Dogs are losing their games up there. So 
I don't know. <laughs> Losing our games. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Doc says, I don't want to go to Ballarat. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, I think we're due for a game in Ballarat soon. We've got yeah, you got the Crows in a couple of weeks. Yeah, up that's there. Right. yeah, that's right. We can't wait to lose them again. Um, <laughs> we'll talk a bit of Supercoach, gentlemen. Um, oh, it's getting dire. It is getting very desperate. I uh, won this week. Yes, I, I won my game too. Um, so I'm sitting up in Don't nice bother place. asking Doc. Yeah, don't bother asking me. I don't give a shit and anymore. And Doc is still 0-6. Zero 0-6. And six. Zero and six. Yeah, well. And it is, it's a spoon bowl. On. It's a spoon bowl this week in the A3 league. Yep. Doc and 19th place. Oh, hang on, are you, are you last or... Yeah, last. Yeah, Doc's I'm, last. I'm the only, only one in the team who hasn't won a game, in the comp who hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you've got the bloke in 19th place. Um, so that's going to be... That might be the game of the round right there. You never know. Okay. Well, if I can't if I can't win this week, I'm 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 gonna go uh, gonna go start a new team. Use my <laughs> use my mum's Herald Sun account. <laughs> well, Doc, this the, you've kind of got to go all in for a win this week. <laughs> What's the plan? How are you getting this win? Well, I've, I've been thinking about holding off the boost till the buy oh. round. Uh, that's going to get shelved now because um, so he's got all his boosts gone. All my boosts are gone. So look, I don't give a shit at this point. I'm zero <laughs> six. I'm, I'm, I'm zero six. I might as well just I might as well just get on with it. Um, Okay, look. So I've brought in. I've tr- I've tried to go in for two two primos, and I've got that. Um, yep. I've I've got rid of Brody Grundy for. Um, I mean, he's been okay since Gorn's come back into the team, but I need someone who's going to guarantee me hundreds every week. And I've brought in Sean Darcy. That's Dang, nice. It's a big fridge. He's got a good month coming up too, Doc. He does have a good month. He's projected to go off against Hawthorne, which makes me a little bit worried. Um, <laughs> considering the fact that Tim English was projected to go off against oh, against Hawthorne, and Noodle did well against and, him, and, and Big Noodle just absolutely bloody yeah. jumped jumped rope with him. Um, so he he's in. I've also brought in Patrick Cripps for a, a discount price at five ninety. Um, so, so that's not too bad. Look, a few other players I was considering. Um, Jack Steele's five uh, thirty five at the moment, but he's got a very high break even. And Alex Miller says hold off on him, which I might actually do um, uh, next week. Well, don't so, take it from me. See if I <laughs> see if I can see if I can flip Filippo Filippo for a rookie um, mm. and. Trade off Ashcroft because I think he's got a low break even as well, and he'll he'll go up again. I think this week, mm. and all that happened because I traded out uh, Max Michelini for um, Alex Chinchotta. Is it Chinchotta? How you? I'm just gonna call him Ricotta. Chinchotta, I think is T- Terracotta. <laughs> Alex Terracotta. Alex Terracotta. Alex, Alex Terracotta. She's um, um, so he's in. He he's he's at 100, 102 grand. He scored eighty eight on the weekend. He'll yeah. be in every team if he's not already. For, yeah, yeah. For most people. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they go against a, a much more a much established team as opposed to a waffle side. <laughs> um, but he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I, and I had to get rid of Setterfield because Setterfield gave me yeah, 51. No good. No good sets. You no got good. rid of Setters as well, Cat? I did not. Um, oh, he's, he's still in your team. You're going to hold him for one more week. Wow, he's got a well, break even of 117, can't you? You're sticking, <laughs> get, get rid of him before you're sticking you, lo- fat, are you? Before you lose one, your money. One more week. Well, I've got some more desperate. <laughs> more desperate. I need to get some money on my bench. So the current setup that I've gone with is the Poe is out, Filippo is out. Um, we've got gotten rid of one of my basket case bench players who are just not playing any games. Who'd you get rid of? Um, well, hang on. Who have we gotten rid of? Sam Simpson's in. Oh, yeah. Simpson. <laughs> Sam Simpson's in. Cam McKenzie's gone. Jeez, that, that one's a bit late. Yeah, look well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look well. Uh. Wasn't good areas here, Doc. And I've gone the boost to get rid of... Uh, I've got um, Chincotta in. So I've got another one off the bench. Can't bloody remember who I've got off, but Fiorini is in as well. So we've got Fiorini, Chincotta, and Simpson. Fiorini's a good one, Cat. Fiorini is a little tip off from uh, Miller over here. Said he's <laughs> he's done well since uh, Miller went down. Took Miller went down. Yep. 
And uh, he's still got, obviously, a while until he comes back in the team. So 101 this week. Could deliver a little bit. You never know. You were talking about Travis Boke uh, before Miller. We were yeah, on the Boke, air. he's another one. He, he was another one who, who had a really good game. I think it was about 120-odd or something. Yeah, and he's, Saints. He's, he's got a... I think the break-even's about 70, which which he should get. Yeah, so, no, it's, yeah. a very, it's a very nice break-even. He's dropped 100k just due to injury and sub and whatnot. So he's one if you're looking... Because he's a bit of a left-field option. Mm. Um yeah, so he's definitely an option to go for. Um, if you can trade Filippo out this week, do it um, yeah, because definitely. he's got a break even of eighty four, and <laughs> he's he, done. And he lost. And he, Put a fork in him. And he's already lost me uh, quite a bit of money. Uh, Pan on the barbecue, week. is it? The other um, one. Well, you talked about Setterfield Doc, um, but I might look to flip, get a couple of bomber boys out. Unfortunately, uh, Setterfield and Ridley might be looking on the out. Uh, try and get a primo forward in, move one of my forwards into the midfield, and possibly flip Ridley for Sicily. So we've got a bit of spare cash lying around this week. Should be the big one. Miller, what are the moves for you this week, man? I know you've <laughs> changed it about four or five <laughs> times already. I think he's changed about 20 times since <laughs> I've seen him this morning. I think I am set on this, though. I've gotten rid of Liam Jones. He's hitting his break evens and getting cash, but just not scoring enough. So he's at Will Setterfield like Doc. I just don't think he's going to hit the score. So he's also at. And Fergus Green, look, it's a shame. A3 favourite and much-loved uh Hawthorne player, which there isn't many, but Mitch Lewis obviously coming back and showing some good form is going to make it hard for him. So I brought in Sam Simpson for a bit of cash generation in the forward line for sure. Chin Cotter is in, definitely. I think he's going to at least make a little bit of cash. He's got a negative 97 break even. And I've gone to Sicily. So the back line's almost sorted out, boys, because I've got Dawson, Dacos, Stewart. Miller's back line is, uh, I'm very, very jealous. What's he, what's he got at the moment? I've got Dawson, Dacos, Stewart, Sicily, Sheasel, and McKenna's the last one. McKenna. That's, every, that's everything I want. I'm, yep. I've been trying to push to get Stewart into my team, but I just don't have the salary space. I do space. have a couple of little issues going into next week. Tim Kelly's got a big break even of 123. Mind you, he is playing Richmond, so he could definitely get it. Um, <laughs> and also, Jacob Hopper's got a break even of 90. So if those boys are to survive another week, they, they better lift their game and... The forward line is in a little bit of danger as well. Cat Sav is down there. Mm. Both of you have stuck with the faith in him. I'm, I'm not fully convinced. And also Van Ruin, unfortunately, having the field. But I might bring Simpson onto the ground, depending how I feel on the day. So, yeah. yeah well, Sav's uh, Sav's got a break even of 65. So if he if he can get that, I'll be uh, offloading him next week for um I think Dylan Williams, who's about just under yes. two hundred. So um, there's a couple of good options, but yeah, there's there's plenty of. People coming in and out. Ryan Engwin looks like he's a popular one. Cripps um, is a popular one this week. I don't know if you've jumped on Sammy Walsh in the midfield too. Yes. Yeah, um, did I mention I was bringing Cripper in? Yeah, I did. Yes. yes. Yeah, got okay, Cripper cool. in. Jack Steele's the interesting one. I just think that you can still get him next week. He, he might hit his mm. break even, 126, but he won't go up a whole lot, I don't think, if that's the case. But, yeah, a few players moving in and out. Looks like Cowan's going in a few teams. Cat and, and Wilmot and Aaron Davey Jr.'s getting... Alan, sorry, he's making his way out. Rory Atkins, interesting yeah. one that someone's picked Why up. Why is I don't Rory know. Atkins? <laughs> what, what did he score? Uh, what did he score? Eighty-nine, but he's no. only played one game. So I'd relax your little farm there. <laughs> yes. Um, In terms of um, bottom prices, yeah, Chincotta we've mentioned, Simpson as well, but yeah, a few boys. Ryan Angwin, um, fifty-two average, and his break-even's negative thirty-three. So one that could get a little bit of cash. Uh, we mentioned O'Halloran last week over at the Giants. He's still got some cash in him, definitely. So he's one you can look at too. Um, so a few little options around. Ollie Lord as well, only averaging Warlord. forty. Lord, only averaging forty-four, but he's still something. Warlord. in Lord, still something in there. So He'll he make money. Know. He knows how to make money. He's a Warlord. Uh, one one player that doesn't know how to make money is Bailey Humphrey, who scored negative three. Oh, there was some shockers uh, this week. Goodbye, <laughs> Bailey. If anyone had him, I really hope you didn't. But. <laughs> 
See you later, mate. Tickle's an interesting one, Cat. I think people that are looking that, that haven't got yeah. Samson Ryan or are going from Radigalier into another ruck that um, Tickle's a bit of an option. One to watch, Jack, I think. Jack Buckley, another one I'm sort of looking after as well. He's uh, he's still mid-priced at 395, he's averaging 87 mm. uh, per, per game. Um, if you're looking for a, a downgrade in your back line as well, trying to get a premium out, uh, Nick Newman, his average has been really going up the past few weeks and he's done 22 break-even. So he's one that you could definitely look at as well uh, for someone around the mid-range. Yes, but it's a very interesting week coming up for all of us. So I, I like you, Cat, as well. Just to add, I've, I've pocket, I've used my boost, my second yes. boost. So I've still got two. I've used my third this week. I'm saving my two for the buys, but also I've pocketed 220k for next trade. So, Dang. also, I'd like to say my public league. I'm five and one. <laughs> You're dominant. <laughs> so the like, A three league is a battleground. A three A three league is becoming just absolutely battleground. Cut, generous. Cut, has been absolute cutthroat. I tell you what, there are some really good teams in our league. So shout out to everyone and, who's done really yeah. well. And t- you've, you've got a, you've got Jade up this week, Miller. Going to be a battle, uh, Jade. Who, she was leading the league for the first few rounds. She's dropped a couple games. Might be might be vulnerable there, Jade. Look, uh, Watch out. Well, I wish. I don't think that I'll beat her. I'm not very good at uh, the super coach, as I said. But um, <laughs> well, you're better than me. Well, <laughs> I've, I've got Slobo up this week, gentlemen. So <laughs> I have to beat him. Well, he's out of his deathbed, apparently, cat. So he's going to be he's going to be uh, right. <laughs> Up oh for dear. it, and also well done to you for, for beating John Ralph. He didn't look too happy about it uh, on on Fox Footy last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, I could tell that's all he was thinking when he was reading the news off. Was bloody Miller, <laughs> 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 fucking Alex Miller. Oh, um, um, but also, also, just a shout out to um, Dark Side of the Moon and Rusty Trombone who had the first draw of our competition. Well, hey. There it is. Um, it was nice, nice little shootout of uh, I think it was like, I think it was twenty two hundred each or something. Twenty two hundred. Hang it's, on, it's a good score for this week. Scores are a little bit down, I thought, um, across a few leagues I saw. So. The projectors were through the roof at the start. People yeah, were looking right. at two four two five. Nick Dacos ruined it, yeah, with a pathetic seventy two. Oh, but um, ridiculous. no, there were some some it, very good games this two, week. Two two nine nine apiece between those two. Wow. And a big shout out Shoot to uh, Jordan with Dersma's Arrow, who is the last undefeated team in the comp. Oh well, it's the last, not the last undefeated, but the only bloke who's won all six. Um, alongside the draw, as I mentioned with those guys. but um, My plan is, Miller, I'm not going to trade for, for that game because I know I've already lost. <laughs> so, Jordan, uh, you, you're going well, mate. We need to get Slobbo out of the top five. So I have to win this week, gentlemen. I've got to get Slobbo down. And a, a big shout-out as well to Danny's team, Heavy Duty, with a 2-4-3-1, which is the Ooh. highest score for the A3 league, which is very impressive. Jeez, Huge scoring from him. So League average is 2,062, and I'm scoring just above that. <laughs> and you also, still can't win a game. Also, I don't know if you saw that, but I think it was, uh, it was a little kid that scored nearly 2,600 in Supercoach on the weekend. It was on social media. I can barely crack two grand. What's all this going on about? Well, the kids, the kids, they've got all the time in the world, Doc. My My partner... happens when you don't have to work a job. My my partner reckons that she can beat me. And and, and I've I've already told her, like, you're on your own if you do it next year. I'm not giving you any advice. Well, the way you're going, Doc, she might not want your advice. Yeah, well... (laughs) She's been asked for my tipping advice because I'm a god at the moment. Speaking of, let, yes, let's move into segue, it. Doc. Uh, the tips for this week. How do we go, boys? I ended up seven, six. Set. You get seven. Yeah, I got seven. Fuck. You two. You two. 
I got six. I got six. You, you had it. Why did you two pick? I, I get you, Miller, but why did you <laughs> pick Richmond Cat? I just had a last minute change of mind. I don't know. Yeah, I have to. I'm following the Bulldogs this year. That's my last minute. Change so how? What's the little ladder looking like? The well, it's looking uh, very grim because Doc's at the top on 39. I'm on 37, and Cat, you're on 33. You got some work to do. There. <laughs> Jeez, I've got to catch up. Here. Um, don't do anything wacky. Just do a couple more sensible tips, but um. <laughs> Yeah, definitely I not. Thought definitely I thought not. I tried to. Definitely week. not. Definitely not. Richmond at Marvel Stadium. Cats. I tell you no. what, I won't be tipping no. us this week. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's get stuck into it, boys. <laughs> Friday night, Carlton and Brisbane at Marvel Jeez. Stadium. This will be tough. This is a tough game. The Lions haven't been travelling well, like since their lit- existence. Literally travelling. Um, they haven't liked playing in Melbourne so far this year. No. But yeah, it makes me makes me think about the Blues, but I don't really want to go the Blues. I'm going to tip the Lions by fifteen. Could change. Yes, Could I'm going change. Brisbane by 16 points, but it'll be a massive arm wrestle. Great far- Friday night fixture. Yes. They actually got this one right. <laughs> they mean? have. Uh, my head, I really want to go Carlton, but I just don't know. <laughs> I'm going to, I will go them for the for the, for the moment. Yeah, do just, it, Doc. Just going to check on teams. Why not? Um, oh, look, I think the win will give them a bit of bit of form, and we know Brisbane don't travel particularly well in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Carlton by 20 points. 20 points. Uh, Richmond and West Coast at the G oh, geez, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> a nice early afternoon nap, oh, I reckon. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> How are we a dollar thirteen to win this? That is disgusting odds. Because West Coast have their... I don't care. Because West Coast have wa- have their waffle team out. They'll be calling in Will Schofield oh. to play the AFL team shortly. I'm going to tip Richmond. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to tip Richmond as well. But I unfortunately am. With absolutely just no said, confidence. You just said two minutes ago you weren't. I wish I wasn't. I've got to tip them. Absolutely no confidence, it, 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 If you can't beat West Coast here, Miller. Dimmer's out. <laughs> Dimmer's out. Pack it up. You know, get get Brendan Gale out. Just just have a full club reset. Get everybody out. And then just and then just relocate the team to Tassie. Yeah, look, I'll go Richmond with no confidence. No confidence. This is a bit great game. Geelong yeah. and Adelaide. Two, get in your park. 2-10, classic Saturday afternoon time yep. slot. Cat supporters need their nap after the game. <laughs> Um, I'll go. I'll go Geelong here, boys. This is going to be a cracker, though. This they've hit. They've hit their form. Game. The Cats. They've done very well the last yep, couple of weeks. So. They are well and truly. Back. As Kingy said, I think Geelong are cooked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that looks good, King. Um, yeah, Geelong, but I think the Crows will push them. They're no good. There's no run on the legs there, Jared. <laughs> it's just nothing in there. Um, Geelong. Yeah, Kedinia Park's a fortress. Yeah, it is a fortress. Uh, Saturday, Arvo, Gold oh. Coast in Melbourne. I, I don't think the Suns are a chance here. Three three twenty. Jeez, it's a very gen- very generous very generous yeah, de- demons. Dees nuts. De- <laughs> Dos nuts. Three <laughs> votes. Um, it's got to be the D's dog. Yeah, D's. Sorry, I, th- I, th- I think the Suns have been just quietly building some good form. Ben mm. King was back to his best on, uh, against your yeah, another career best player. Well done, everybody. <laughs> Saturday night, we've got, this is one of the great modern rivalries. The great modern rivalry in Australian football. The orange team and the red, white and blue team. <laughs> Giants and the Dogs. Uh, I know you're always keen we for hate this them. fixture, Doc. <laughs> and we At certainly Monica. hate Toby At um, Monica Oval. I'd love to see the Giants back back up this week. No, you I don't. don't think, I don't think they're going to win, Doc. But I want to see them come out with that same level Oh, there's no doubt that they will be. They I, will. There's nothing more I'd love to see than see them shit their Dax first bounce. I'm backing the dogs. But if, if we don't exploit their back line with no Sam Taylor... You've got to. You've got to. Norton's going to have to kick a bag this week. 
Jamar, Jamara's been in good form. Jamara's been his, ma- his marking hands have been sensational for the last couple of weeks. Kick, kicked two very nice goals as well. Should have kicked more. If they'd played through him, they would've, we would have won by eight goals. Yes. Um, as opposed to just dumping it on his head and allowing Aaron Norton to jump on it. Um, yeah, we'll win, I think. I, 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 have, to ch- I have to double check uh, GWS's record at Monica, but I don't think it's that, that flattering. Yes, yeah, so no. I'm going to go the Bulldogs, but it'll be an arm wrestle. I think a great, two great fierce sides coming yep, out of it. Go Boggers. Uh, it's the other Saturday night game, Freo and Hawthorne. If you've got this on. I actually might tip <laughs> Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah, I look, genuinely might tip Hawthorne. I genuinely might. I'll tell you what, Freo are in uh, a bigger hole than anything. They're in, yeah, they're in trouble. They're in real aren't, trouble. Aren't they, Freo? Um, I'm going to go Dockers, but only because it's at home, which I'm is not a Hawthorne. good enough reason I'm to doing tip somebody it. anymore. I'm doing it. Go, oh. go Hawks. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to go Hawthorne as well. They've actually looked pretty good the past couple of weeks. Mitch Lewis in made a huge, huge impact to their forward line. And, and, and as we said off air uh, the, yesterday, Miller, Alex Pierce is, was horribly exposed, been exposed by Joe Danner. Another yeah. player absolutely exposed. I'm going to I'm gonna go Hawthorne because Mitch Lewis will dump him. Oh, come on, Mitchie. Kick a bag. I'm going Dockers, but <laughs> the um, interesting game. Sunday Arvo at Adelaide port. Oval. Oh, thanks, Doc. <laughs> uh, the Bombers travelling to take on Port. I couldn't even say the bloody game yet. He's already. How do you go at Adelaide Oval? Can't hear the uh, not go. well. Okay, Port. <laughs> we d- we normally don't travel very well. Pork. Uh, Pork. Yeah, I'm going to tip Port. Um, I want to see a full game effort this week because one quarter literally killed us. I saw just a stat before, boys. Against the Cats, after the 22 minute mark of the first quarter, we outscored them by two goals. Yeah, that, I, I thought that literally was literally one patch of the game cost us. Yeah, it was a start. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought I thought that. I after quarter time, you're very, very good. Yeah. Bounce back. So you've got to play better than that. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't, don't think we'll win. I just don't think you'll do it against Port. No. I, th- I think they found. I think they found some good form. Yeah, I just want to see some good bloody footy from my boys this week. Are we all going Port? Yep. All right, Port. Yes. So Sunday, Arvo at the MCG. I will be there for this game. Collingwood in Sydney. This is going to be a ripper. Clark, I cannot wait for Clark this Clark goes to Dacos if he's playing. Mm. It, ha- it has to be. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. The, the Dacos kryptonite, as you've been calling him, Doc. Hollywood yeah, ho- kryptonite. Hollywood kryptonite is uh, just Lex a sh- short little man in a Sydney outfit. Uh, <laughs> I'll go the Pies. I think they win here. Yeah, at home. I, I mean, with S- Sydney hate playing at the MCG at the moment. Mm. <laughs> hate playing anywhere at the moment. They're not travelling very well at all. <laughs> well, it was a great quickie before, Kat. I think they're in a, they're in a tough spot. The Swans, they've really got to just regain a bit of confidence, it looks like, to, yeah, to yeah. get something going. So I'm going to go uh, the Collingwood Football Club. Just on just on Monica Oval as well, going back to it, uh, Sydney, uh, GWS are 13 and 18 at Monica Oval. It's not bad. Not great either. It's not terrible. It's supposed to be a home away from home. They're sub Negative. 50. Sub, fi- sub 50%. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, map, the, the gears are turning right now. Uh, final game of the round. Yes. <laughs> North and St Kilda oh at Marvel geez. Stadium. If this if this isn't a fifteen goal margin, I'll, I, I quit. Thank I thought you were saying Kilda. there's more than fifteen people here. Let alone a fifteen goal Thank Kilda. Yeah, Saints. Look, uh, I think that What's Clark, what, what was Cuddly Ross doing with Mason Wood in the forward line last last few minutes? He ruined a lot of multis. I know that for sure because <laughs> Mason needed twenty. Um, I, I cashed out of that multi at, at half time. Don't talk to me. I'm, I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> Don't talk Look, I, I think it's a test for North Melbourne. Mm. Cat. They've got to find some players due to the injuries. and yep. I don't know who's going to be the second key forward. Yeah, well, Com- Coleman's going to be yeah, out for a Tom while. Get Tom Campbell back. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Coleman, <laughs> Coleman's stuck. Coleman's out, Col- Coleman Jones is out, and um, Cher- Cherry's out. 
Jesus. Jacob Edwards. <laughs> Are they dead? <laughs> I think North Melbourne's forward line's dead. Uh, yeah, we know Cass not a fan of Jacob Edwards. From yeah. Oh, he's no good, mate. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you all the by a fair margin. Uh, cool. well, let's just get you out there, Cat. Play, play you as full forward. <laughs> They'll have a six foot full forward out there. They might not have many other options much bigger than that, to be honest. What's Will Schofield's uh, schedule looking like? <laughs> I think Eddie Fallen wants to come in and play full forward. Oh, Eddie, Eddie Master. Eddie, our man. Eddie Master. <laughs> Eddie Master. Change guys. Gee, speaking of blokes who are dead, what's he up to? Well, get him in. <laughs> Kicking get him in. two goals in the VFL every other week, I yeah. think. Yeah, he should be getting a go. Yeah, oh. get, get him in. He hasn't been doing too much. Oh, I like him. Too. We'll get him in. Yeah, get him in, Eddie Master. Give him a crack. Anyway. Jaden Stevenson doing nothing. That's going to be that for <laughs> this episode. I think, gentlemen, we've run on long enough here. Thank oh. you for listening to the A3 Footy Podcast for another week. Make sure you follow us across our socials if you don't already so you know when new episodes come out. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter. Of course, we have the email as well, a3footy at gmail.com. And as we said earlier in the show, we'll have the polls up, the question and answer is up um, on Spotify so you can put some questions directly through to us through there as well if you would like to. With all that said make sure you stick around with us till next week another huge week of footy ahead. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stay with us at A3 lots to come in the next week. Go Foopy. Go Martians. Go Canberra. <laughs> <laughs>